Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. It's our first <laughs> in-season off day. He's uh he's trying hard with that face. He is. It's just such a funny face. Anyway, it's our first in-season off day. Avs are coming off their five-two win to start the season against LA. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to get into here. I want to start with this. Do you think it's a good thing that the Avs started the season against a better team? Yeah. Because we saw last year they started well. against Chicago. Not a very good team. They easily won that game. And look, I get it. It was a back-to-back. There were other factors going yeah. into that Calgary game. Getting into Calgary at 4 o'clock in the morning after an 8.30 start. But but does it help set the tone a little bit going against a team that you know kind of is expected to be a playoff team this year? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said last night, I think it's a bit of a measuring stick because the Kings are very well thought of. You know, like when people look at the Kings roster, they go, the problem is in goal, not with the skaters. And the Avalanche handled the skater part of it fine. Well, yeah. Yeah, they were. It was a a good game. Yeah. You know, it's not like the Avs completely dominated. The Kings had their moments, but... We talked about it last night, especially when you consider the way that the Kings got those goals. Like, it could have been a six nothing <laughs> yeah. game if one or two if things happened a little differently. The way you're getting beat is a triple bad bouncer. You'll uh, it, you'll live with that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, like, I, I do I do really think that yes, it helps that uh, I think it just gets that confidence going, right? That yeah. hey, we we really kind of handled these guys. It's a great question because I was driving in yesterday. And it's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, man, this is for real today. It's not yeah. a preseason game like the ones before. And then it's the LA Kings. And we did the, the season previews, right? Yep. And I, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I, I was really high, and I still am high on the on the Kings. And I'm like, okay, it's a good test tonight. You know, see how, how the big boys react. See how goaltending reacts. And, of course, we saw the big boys react. We saw every, everything kind of fell into place. And... It was a big win. It was fun, but you're right. It was a little nerve wracking, you know, because it was for real and it was against a solid opponent. So, great start. So, I guess my question is: As the Avs do start the season on a three-game road trip, does this game help them at all going forward? They get an easier opponent in San Jose in a couple of days. Then they, you know, get the round one rematch after that in Seattle. Can you really take anything from this if you're Colorado, especially having two days off after the game? Is this a, hey, we come into Saturday night feeling good about ourselves, or yeah, is it a total reset? That, no, I think they, they it's a confidence builder. Okay. You know, because preseason, who cared? Even Jared Bednar last night was like, well, you know, that Vegas game. Like <laughs> He was like, he, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he very diplomatically said, our guys cared a lot more tonight than they did in that Vegas game. <laughs> and because of that, and you can see what's the difference. You know, the that Colorado tightened the screws in the third period last night and locked it down. And I think that's a very good confidence builder for, for them to do that to a good team on the road on opening night. And and Eric, I know you you'll know this obviously much better than than the two of us. But road trips are team builders; they're chemistry builders early in the season. Huge, 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 and especially the way it's it's set up, right? You know, like you said, a day off today, and then another day. You know, I, I don't know if they practice today, but you know, practice tomorrow, and then play Saturday. And it kind of it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference for the new guys because they get to know the guys that they're not teammates with. But it's also for the older guys, too, to get to know those new guys. It goes hand in hand, and it's kind of fun to to get away. And, again, we all love our wives, kids, and all that stuff, but it's nice to get away. And then you get, you know, AJ Oruto's full attention, and you get on the bus, and you get to practice together. And, you you know, you, yeah. you have a little chat on the bus, on the 10-minute bus ride, too. You get to know about his kids and, you know, about all that kind of stuff. So it is huge, um, especially early in the season. And, and like you said, Bednar, you know, about the last exhibition, <laughs> a preseason game. It is. And the difference is, you're not downplaying the Malinskis of the world, but you're saying the right personnel is put into place yesterday because it's a real game. Yeah. Right? So you're putting the real players into the test. And, I mean, know. I'll tell you the difference, and you said this on the postgame show, yeah. it was the top guys. Yeah. Look at, look at that it. third period. Yeah. The fourth goal that the Avs score. 
in the preseason, Nathan McKinnon looks at that puck going deep into the corner and says, you know what, I think I'm going to change. Yeah, he just hops <laughs> off. In that game. Or or he like willingly loses that battle right. because he's yes. just like, we're just going to go for like yeah. a Sunday skate yeah. into the corner. I got my reps, I'm good. Yeah, I'm exactly. exactly. Yeah. The t- completely different. different mentality. And, and, and even look at that fifth goal, the empty netter. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally, Your effort. I mean, awesome. All the way from, you know, all the way in their own end to... The Colton diving to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care. I mean, Miles Wood, I've seen guys miss that one. You know, I don't care. It's an empty net area. I've seen guys. But everything fell into place, you know what I mean? And and it was a big win. So that that's fun. And it's exciting that they're on that road trip right now and they're all together. So it's, I think it sets the tone for the season right. I do really wish that the schedule was flipped a little. I wish it was Seattle on Saturday. <laughs> Ended on the easy team. And San Jose yeah, yeah. on Tuesday. But... Because uh, I, I do think with San Jose, like, look, you look at that roster, Nathan McKinnon's like, I've never even heard of half of this 15 lineup. of these yeah. guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He will be big. Like, who are you, energy? And like the the Sharks defense might be one of the worst defenses I, I, I can yeah. I can recall in the last handful of years. Yeah. Awful. It's awful. And their uh. goaltending is bad. And. Their forward core with no Logan Couture is not going to. It's a tough one. Yeah, Do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. yeah, Tomas Hurdle is just the Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince <laughs> in the empty house, just looking around, going, "What the?" F-? So yeah, like he's got nothing. Like that. That that's just an organization in flux right now, and you know they're rebuilding and and tearing it down, all that. That the potential is there for that letdown, but because of the win last night, like. Had had LA won that game last night in, in any fashion whatsoever, I think San Jose would get its doors blown yeah. off on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. blowout level been, game. Yeah, yeah, and it's instead I think that there's a chance that the Evs blow those doors off anyway <laughs> because they're so much better than San Jose. But I do think that you know that confidence is going to be riding high. They're feeling good about themselves, and uh, we've talked about like, hey, the slow starts in the last couple of years have meant that they had to play 800 hockey for long stretches in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yep. You play 800 hockey out the gate and you can cruise when injuries a little bit happen, later on. Yeah. You know, when 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 those when the regular season stuff starts to crop up, you won't have to say, "Kill McCarr, I need you to go play 29 minutes tonight." You know, you can be like, "Hey, we're still going to keep you at 25, and if that means that we maybe drop one of these games in January, it doesn't hurt us as badly because we're already well in position here to make a run for the division. Because you remember last year, they were outside the playoffs. Halfway yep. through January, they were outside of the, oh, yeah. the postseason picture. Yeah, they won the division. but yeah. and Exactly. <laughs> but they, they, had, they were in that position where they had to be exceptional yeah. down the stretch because they had. And, and there were, we've talked about this. There were so many factors. A good start, though. To this season, last night is a, is like the perfect foundational building block. You beat a good team that was amped up on home ice. You're a measuring stick team as the Avalanche. Yep. Like everybody's going to give them How their best shot. How much more can you still. do in that situation? It, yeah. yeah, and they handled business. Yeah, they handle it. And I and, and I touch up on three things all the time, and and you're going to hear me all year. Like for me, the way you're built, like the Avalanche, right? They they have some illegal players. Uh, for, <laughs> for me, Rantanen, McGinnon, McCarr it should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to have that on your team. Let it should not. All three of that's them. my point. Yeah. So so the way I look at it, this is part one. Part two is always special teams. So look at yesterday. Like PK was outstanding in the first period, right? And then they get that power play goal. So and then I look at goaltending, because the way the way they're built, the abs. If those three are on all cylinders. I don't know when you can lose games. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't see it. So yesterday, I think they hit on all three. You know, and and yeah. they're major ones. But like I said, when you build the way they're built, they're not built like you said, like San Jose or you know, mm-hmm. they're built like the Avalanche, which is those players that are completely out of this world. And they're going to do they're special are, stuff, and it. they're going to cram the puck down your throat that's for it. sixty minutes. That's <laughs> it. And when it works, you just uh, let it ride. I guess that's it. But, yeah. I, I want to ask you guys this just because we're kind of talking about this, but uh, I know we still have uh, another show tomorrow and then yeah. Saturday, whatever. But yeah. like, uh, 
if Cogliano's healthy, obviously you put him in. But yeah, otherwise, sure. you don't make any lineup changes, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even swap lines around or anything. Yeah, no, you just no, you're wouldn't. just going. I agree I, with Rudo. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't touch anything. I, I I agree. I just you know I even I, we talked about this off air at least last night. Like at very least five games before you're seriously the, considering anything. The only reason, and this is maybe disrespectful to San Jose, but well, the, it's because it's San Jose. I'm like, <laughs> hey. This is a live opportunity to maybe get a different look where Miko Rantanen and, and Arturi Lekkinen swap spots. I think it's fair. You don't necessarily want to swap their spots, but you would like to see that second line produce a little bit of offense against San Jose. Yeah, oh, well, of course. You yeah. would like to see that third line maybe get one at five on five against San Jose. Uh, totally. And, and you know how much I respect both of your opinions, which I do, right? I mean, I've, I've said it off the air, I say it on the air. You don't um, respect this. Yeah, no, no, I, no. <laughs> but I respect. I'm going to use a comment, and you guys. I don't remember if it was you or it's probably AJ. him. No, maybe you. I talk like, a lot, man. I've never looked at it this way, but I'm looking. I, I want to look at it that way now. Which is, one of you guys said Nakushkin and Lekinen are so similar that sometimes mm. it might not work. And I've yeah. never thought about it. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying like, I, I, it wasn't sarcasm. It wasn't a jab. It wasn't like. But I'm saying I want to look at that now. Like I. I didn't really pay attention yesterday because mm -hmm. I'm looking at so many different things, right? Because it's the it's, Wood and to, you know Colt and you know the new guys. You and, have you have what six right? new guys in that lineup I mean. last night? I didn't really <laughs> look at that thing, but I, I I'm I'm curious now. I want to start looking at that well, a little deeper into it. You know? I, I think the question is who's going to drive the bus there? Yeah, uh, when Nachushkin is at his absolute best, he can do that yeah, totally, but. You know how often is he really hitting that level of peak? And you, it's so you mentioned this. What is the best shift that that second line has last night? It is in the third period when Nachushkin gets in on a forecheck, does, breaks up a does puck, does the digging, yeah, gets that puck. He steals the puck. He puts it out high. Lekkinen takes a slap shot, which was weird. It was, <laughs> it was weird to watch. <laughs> I remember that. Made everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if it got on net or it got blocked. And then they they worked the puck back to Johansson out high. And he just put a, a quick one-timer on net that Talbot made a good kick save on. But, like, the best shift from that line last night was when Nachushkin was driving yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because if he's going to be he, – he truly has to be the best player on that line. Yep. What he does well is the is kind of the fire starter there, right? Like, yep. it's he, – he lights that fuse. And so uh, – when Lekkinen is at his best, he's kind of the same way. That's why I say that I think they're too yeah. samey at times. Uh, and that if you, if you kind of mix it a little bit, like the hard part here is that Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen are world-class players within, with who who just have like a special chemistry. Yeah. And you, you really know, don't want to break them. Right. Up. Like, yeah. you know, the like Korea Solani kind of thing where yeah. you're like, these guys are better together. They're obviously incredible apart, but your lineup in terms of trying to defend against it might be better served having ranted in next to Johansson. And then either one of Lekin and Nachushkin. I don't have any opinion whatsoever on. Oh, they're both great. Which I mean, guy you do, like yeah. move up to that top line. I, I default to Lekin him. Cause I know how much McKinnon loves playing with him. Yeah. But Nachushkin with his speed and his size and his fortune and all the things that he does, like, Oh, that guy's not also a monster next to Nathan. Mangan. Like, come on. Really quickly, chat. I don't care who plays three minutes a night. You could put yeah. any player in that situation. It just doesn't matter to me. You you have to do something pretty egregious to hurt a team in three yeah. minutes. You, you're we're talking fifty seven minutes of hockey got played last night that did not involve Curtis McDermott. We don't need to talk about it. Yep. Truly, like we talk about it. We we talked about it a lot in the preseason because roster battles. That's what we get into. But, you know, in the same way that this podcast has always been with those fourth line guys. Yeah, we'll talk about them. But when they play so little. Yeah. Any Tufty, Cogliano, Ben Myers, John Luke Fu, any name your favorite player. Anyone can play three minutes a night and be generally fine. It just it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. That guy's not going to move the needle in either direction. Yep. Hey, can I use something like I'm going to give you a story about my dad there. Back then, in the heyday of the avalanche, um, with, with the Sackick and Forsbergs and everything. Golden era 1.0. Yeah, exactly. You know, very, very similar built to this team, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it really is very similar. Um, <coughs> except they didn't have Kale McCarr. But, you know, he's, he's in a class of his own. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I remember him having meetings, and, and and that's when I was retired, now working with the Avs. And, yeah. And coaches are coaches. Coaches will sometimes will nitpick, and you know, sure. kind of like guys on the chat or or ourselves, and 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 then you lose focus a little bit sometimes of what's really everything is important, but what's really important. So if you're going three, four games where you know McKinnon doesn't have a point, Rantanen doesn't have a point, uh, you know, all of a sudden like. It, it, it's a complete chaos. The power plays 0 for 9 in two games. Yeah, that's uh, way he, more impactful. <laughs> that's my point. So he used to always say the dotted lines. Always remember the dotted lines. And you would put dotted lines below the sec first and second line and then below the third and, uh, and fourth D and say, guys, we can talk all we want about the guys below the dotted lines, but if the guys on above the dotted lines are not going, we'll never win. Because yeah. that's how yeah. we're built. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. It just kind of lit a light bulb there <laughs> when you guys just said that. Like, yeah. hey, guys, who cares about the three? I'm not saying that they didn't care or he didn't care about the, my God, he cared about those guys. I mean, and just like Bednar and and, and, and C-Mac and Sackett care about those guys. But at the end of the day, you're going to help the guys above the dotted line, but the guys at the top of the dotted line, they make you win. Yeah. yeah. The other guys help and, you win. You and, know? Look, I if you don't think Jared Bednar wouldn't have Riley Tufty in that same range of minutes, then I don't think you know Jared Bednar it's very well. Especially last night and yeah. when they were trying to protect that <laughs> right. one-goal lead and Curtis McDermott does not play until it gets to 5-2, and yeah. then it was like, go get him, big guy! You yeah. know, like, unleash the curtain. As it should be, right? Yeah, of course, because, like, that's how it is. You shorten that bench in yeah. those games, and that's... That does not change if it's Ben Myers. That does right. not change if it's Riley Duffy. Exactly. Doesn't. That usage, maybe maybe instead of two minutes and 12 seconds it's through two four periods, minutes. it's four minutes. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, especially with how many how much special teams play happened last night, yep. a game like that was like, hey, we're, this is like... Well, if that I, game's I still 3 nothing going into the third period, it's probably a different conversation. Totally. But, you're gonna play maybe, your best players maybe in the a first close game. like ten minutes. You're you, still you three lock lines. it down, but then yeah, 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 exactly. Like that's so. how and and like Kurt, just for the record, Curtis McDermott was not on the ice for a shot attempt against last yeah. night. Played perfectly well in his three in minutes. those three minutes, and he tried to eat Pierre Luc Dubois <laughs> when Dubois tried to knee Freddie, Freddie Olofsson. <laughs> you know, uh, it's 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 fine, man. Like I just. I like when you the chat immediately switched this conversation into Josh Manson and Jack Johnson. The bottom pair. And that yeah. is a way bigger conversation. Much to me. bigger. I agree. This is a way more valid concern about three out of 60 minutes is the, the axe that you choose to grind here. I do want to get into that bottom pairing conversation, but before we do, we are brought to you by Snarfs. Uh, you can get <sighs> out to Snarfs. So good. Uh, get whatever you want. They've got all sorts of amazing sandwiches. Eric brought me the roast beef yeah. the other day. Uh, absolutely delicious. I actually don't remember what I got the other day. Yeah, I don't remember what you got either. I don't know. I know mine was good. I ate the whole thing. Yeah, in like so did I. Minutes, it's delicious, so. man. Uh, you got to go check them out. They have the best quality ingredients that you can find. Jimmy Seidel, Snarf himself, personally chooses each item every single day to make sure they get the best quality. Uh, their bread that they bake themselves, that by, like, I could probably just eat their bread without a sandwich, to be honest with you. Uh, so you gotta you gotta go check it out. We also have their Jardinera peppers. You can see them there on the table. You can order those in just a jar and bring them home, and then you get a little bit of Snarfs on every sandwich every day. So go give them a try. If you haven't been to Snarfs, you really do have to try them out. They have amazing sandwiches. Or if burgers are more your thing, they also have a couple of locations that are Snarf burgers. So you can get burgers too. Uh, and if you want to get discounts, you can download the Snarf app today. Create an account. Go to the coupon section and enter the DNBR fans code to get a seven-inch sub. Buy one, get one <laughs> free. Check them out today. Go get yourself some Snarfs. Absolutely delicious stuff. Look, look man, I just really love sandwiches. I like, love it. It's like my preferred food vehicle. <laughs> like over like, you know, like pasta or sushi or what. I love sandwiches. And Snarfs has been my favorite in Denver for a long it's time. Just, you only love sandwiches because you can deconstruct sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, I can. De you can deconstruct just about anything if you work hard enough. I don't think enough. you can deconstruct pasta. <laughs> you take them apart. You take the ingredients <laughs> apart, brother. <laughs> what do you mean? I do it on a regular <laughs> oh basis. <my> <laughs> I love it. 
This guy, no imagination. Dude's I tell you, be straining soup next time I see him. Oh, <laughs> gross! I don't like soup. You know why I don't like soup? Because you can't deconstruct. Because you can't deconstruct it. <laughs> you can't put it back into a tomato. Uh, that's true. You can't do that. Go. Yeah, you can't unsqueeze the tomato. Help yourself with the snaps. <laughs> that is okay. I will pass. Uh, also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, inside line mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday night football. Bet the under. Uh, oh, I'm not betting the under with Patrick Mahomes against the Denver Broncos defense. <laughs> that's I'm betting. Fair. I'm that's I'm nice. closer to betting the over just no. for the Chiefs on a Thursday night game though. I don't. Especially it does not matter. with T. Sweezy in the house. Absolutely. It, take the over. Game tonight? Have you guys won? The Chiefs have not, not been that good the last couple not. weeks. The Broncos have been Broncos that bad defense. though. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Is that tonight? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I've been up like 36 hours. Yeah. That's why I lost. It's I'm so glad it's tonight because I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> it's gonna be Eric's nap time for sure. I'll and try, if they I'll win the game, I'll away. go back and watch it later. But I, did I like, uh, do not care. I did like Super Producer Kale's tweet of like there is preseason nuggets and Thursday yeah. night football. I yeah. know which one oh. I will be watching. Yeah, uh, neither. <laughs> I will be watching whatever neither NHL game yes. appeals to me. I will be sure. breaking down Ross Colton footage during that. <laughs> well, and this is the other thing is there will be there there will be. Uh, I'm writing a column and a film room, so yeah. I will probably be working most of this evening. <laughs> God, I love his game. Either Colton. way, if you want to bet on the NFL, you can go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up for a new account with the DNVR code, bet five bucks on any game this week to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, look, it's a great deal, and they're even making it better. All customers can take advantage of this offer every game day in October. So jump on it. You got plenty of options, even if you don't want to bet on the Chiefs versus Broncos come weekend time. Bet on whatever game you want. Mm. You're good to go. I do. I bet on one NFL game every weekend. Just one? Yeah. Singular? Well, at, like at minimum of like roll the dice, you know, throw $5 on a four-leg parlay and whatever. Maybe and, you get lucky, yeah. Yeah, and I tell you what, I've gotten five of them wrong, but when one of them hits, it pays for all of it them. It pays and for like 20 of them, yeah. That's how you continue to do those things, so, <laughs> you know? Either way, do it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get those $200 in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL when you sign up with the DNVR code. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus best expire on 168 hours after issuance uh, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources <laughs> Woo! done where's the smelling salts? I was gonna say I needed the smelling salts just to stay awake through that second period of the DNVR avalanche podcast Looking into that Manson-Johnson pairing, it wasn't good. You know what was funny? I went and looked. Now, it's obviously small samples because they primarily played together. But when they were apart, they were both fine. Yeah. And I don't even think them together as a whole was, like, heinous other than you both can't fall down on the same play. Yeah, Yeah, so it's, it's what's funny is, like, there's that, and the, that's not the shift that stands out to me the most from last night. It was one of the third period PKs. Sure. Where just clears don't aren't a thing. <laughs> it was like they were both in five alarm fire panic mode <laughs> for like 30 straight seconds. Just chicken with a head cut off. Just what? And you're like, like Miles Wood is bailing them out. And yeah. it's like, what the hell is happening here? Miles Wood doesn't know what's going on either. He's still learning all this stuff on the fly. And it was, it, somehow it worked. Like, it, well, it, Georgiev is why it worked. So but that's, that's the stuff where you're like, look, six defensemen last night played in the game for the Avalanche. Yep. Six defensemen had at least a minute on the PK. Jared Bednar is giving and that's, I the get other this. guys every opportunity to take that job from those two. Yep. And if Jack Johnson is not going to be a PK mainstay, and I single out Jack Johnson in particular here because he's by far the more limited of the two. Yep. 
But if Jack Johnson is not going to be a main PK guy for you and he loses that job to Sam Gerrard, he can't be in your lineup anymore. He can't be in your lineup. And I'm, I said I'm not changing the lineup going into game two. I might be changing that lineup in game three when Caleb Jones gets here. If Caleb Jones well, gets here. So here's the... If. My bad. I want to have the conversation about that PK because like you said, Bednar essentially rolled all 60 men. Mm-hmm. One, going forward, do you look to cut that down? And two, if you look to cut that down, are you just keeping your pairings together? Or are you saying, hey, I want to try Josh Manson with Bowen Byram on the penalty kill. I want to try Jack Johnson next to Sam Gerrard on the penalty kill. We saw last year, especially early in the year, it was ugly, but they were trying a lot of Josh Manson and Eric Johnson together. Is Which there, they had to do. Like, they had to try. But is there a, are they looking to mix up those pairings on the PK a little bit to, to find something that works a little bit better for those depth defensemen? Or will they just roll their two top pairings? I would. I would mix and match. Okay. Um, I, I like when they do. Uh, and here's what I'll say on Manson. Like, he's a big body. It's not. This is not Kale McCarr. It's not natural. Like Kale can take training camp off, play one game, and you know, look like Kale out there. As a bigger guy, Manson, it's tough. Your your timing's off. Uh, you got to remember since last January. I mean, when was it? January that he went down, or give and take? Was that yeah, earlier? It was, it was I know he came like back, that. but then went back down again. That you know. So you're talking about. Not a lot of games that he's played, you know. And what he mean? was so compromised in the games. And he and, come back and, 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 and then the... and then what does that mean for his summer? His summer's compromised a little bit with yeah. your workouts, right? Because you're rehabbing. It's it's such a big difference. And this is a guy that keeps himself in great physical condition and you know, has to play a physical game. And but it does take a little time. So your timing's off. Your your timing on the PK's off, and you know it looks a little bit sloppy like last night, oh, yeah. right? You know, I mean, which is normal. Uh, what did he do? One one preseason game, right? You know, just yeah. you know, he played seventeen minutes. Which I'm like, okay, you know, God, I, I wish I would have seen him more, but you know, they know what they're doing. They're you know, they decided that's they just didn't want him to play the last two preseason games, and and then you get into an opener like this. I mean, there's some good players out there. They're on the power play, especially you got Dowdy, you got Kopitar, you got—I mean, you got some world-class players. Adrian Kempe had a forty Adrian goal Kemper, season last year. Forty like, goals last year. Forget on, about him because I was so wrong on him all those years. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, you know, it was, I, it was I, a slow I, I burn can admit for him. my mistakes. And then uh, I, I think with Josh, it's a little bit of timing. Obviously, he has to be one of those main guys on the PK. You know, mm -hmm. that's what makes him a, a force. And you know, if he. For me, the positive today is, is it's not even to look at his game because, it, you know, it was a tough game, but is if he feels right. You know what I mean? Like to to go and, you know, maybe you'd have a day off to go to practice tomorrow and then be ready Wednesday and then get in the groove and get accustomed to see the Josh Manson that we've been accustomed to yeah. uh, since that big playoff run. And and for Jack, I think it's, you're right, you know what I mean? It, it can be a little tricky at times, and but but you have to make sure that, when you sit with the coaches and, and you know he's sat with the coaches and you know and Pratter and those guys and is your defined role. You know what I mean? Like this is what you're gonna do this year. Yeah. You might miss twenty games because you know you're getting older and but you're gonna be a mainstay on the PA. So we want you to be good at this. Please be make sure you're good at that. And you know, uh, mm -hmm. and maybe like you said yesterday, maybe it was a failed mission, you know what I mean? A little bit. But uh, when you got experience like that and, and he is a bigger body it's not an excuse. It just takes a couple games to get. And, sure. But you're right. You know, I mean, that's an area of concern for sure because everything else is so flawless right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like we're yeah. talking about, <laughs> you know, uh, Chad is still upset about Curtis McDermott's three minutes. Yeah. We're talking about like your third pairing here, which... On a PK that went five for five last night, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. A, third, a third pairing that at 5v5, I believe, only played about seven yeah. minutes together. Yeah. Gave still up managed, one of their two goals. Still managed yeah. to give up a goal in those seven yeah. minutes. So it, it, is, it is an issue here. But, but they both slept, right? <laughs> well, so Josh Manson falls down yeah. and Jack Johnson gets rocked yeah. and makes a bad play. Going back out. and watching, because on live, I was like, Josh Manson falls. He's trying to get the puck there. On replay, when I went back, I really don't like the decision from yeah. Jack Johnson. He had the whole other side of the ice. Yeah. Well, and, and there was no one over there. My number one problem with the decision that he makes is that there is no... Jack, Josh Manson is it. Yep. He is yeah. the only avalanche support that he has there. Yep. And even if Josh Manson gets that puck as intended, it is a two-on-three situation. Yep. 
He, they, they are. They do not have the advantage, even though they have the puck there. Josh Manson's probably I, going to ice the puck, turn it over, or lose a, a classic board battle there. I will say someone does need to be communicating with Johnson there and letting him know where the open ice is. He, too, looks, sure. he looks back. I know, he, but he sees Grundstrom because Grundstrom has, like, cut out. Well, and, and he's on him. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he really saw anything past Grunstrom. Like he he shoulder checks. Yeah. Well, and, just and he sees, sees him, he but. sees Manson. Yeah. And you know Phil Deneau is it center ice or whatever when he makes that decision, and that's yeah. the guy who makes the big play there. But you don't see my my problem here is you don't see an ab sweater anywhere. You, he has I no agree. he has no help there, and instead of putting you know, it to safety, he puts yeah. it into the teeth of these guys. Yeah. Well, and then and then gets rocked. Yep. Yeah. And you got to remember Grunstrom there. He erases his own mistake, right? Which yeah. was a few minutes before when, as a fourth liner, commits an infraction on Jack Johnson, a bottom, you know, pairing yeah. of the Avs, and, and the Avs get that big power play goal there. Yeah. So, so that's on him. As a, as a player, you know that's on you. And that's the one thing I, again, we're not Kings fans, we're Avs fans, but. You raise I mean, your hat. You raise your hat to Grunstrom there to say, you know what? He erased his mistake. That's and good then, you know, that, that was it, awesome. You it's know, good play. But awesome. Jack Johnson can't get beat to his net front. No, no, no. That it, doesn't make that. Yeah. Gets hit behind the play and falls over. I mean, like, they just, just it, the way that it worked out because Josh Manson falls down, it couldn't have been easier yeah, for the Kings. Right. You're yeah, not exactly. right. It, it ended up being the play a, just fell apart immediately. Like, yeah. like you want to see like how the Avs score goals last night. Like the Kings at some point just outside of the third goal, the Miko Rantanen. Uh, pick corner, yeah, yeah, where he goes over town. Like, there yeah. are things if I'm looking at this through a king's lens, those are the things that's the goal that I'm looking at saying, okay, we've got three different Mikey things. Anderson, what are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna do a film room on this later. I know what Mikey Anderson's doing, he's playing goaltender. No, because Jonathan, Jonathan Duran actually makes a really smart play mm, okay. to pull to pull his attention, and they don't know what to do in that situation. Yeah, you're, you're correct that they didn't know what to do, and <laughs> sure. They, it, Mikey Anderson got put on an island and didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, and because if you go back and you rewatch the way where Jonathan Duran is in this, you'll see that, like, and, and keep in mind in real time, this this whole thing I, happens I, yeah, in a matter of quick. under two seconds. And so it's like, it's a really hard, and these are the. I, I'm not saying it's breakdowns. easy. It's just so. one of my pet peeves that if you're one foot in front of your crease, let the goalie make the save. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and like how Anderson ends up defending it. Is bad. Yeah. The way he goes down and is just like, hope for the best. Yeah, that's that is bad. But it ends up being like, uh, I, my you point can, here. You'll is, break it down later. Yeah, my point. Time. My point here is that 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 the Kings are looking at what how those a lot. Uh, I would say three of those four a goals got scored. Like, we didn't make that many mistakes. Well, and yeah. you're like, you're like, dude, that that like the power play goal. Yeah. Okay. They gave Miko Ranton in a free entry, but then after that, you just got beat by world class play. Yep. That that one Shit. touch backhand pass by McKinnon is outrageous. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Or that Miko pass to you know yeah, McKinnon the, on the first goal. Exactly. Right? That's, like, I mean, you can't defend that. Like, like, <laughs> like give me a break with this stuff. That is world class hockey. <laughs> yeah. And that's the difference where you look at both Colorado goals against, and you're looking at the Avs, and you're going, <laughs> "Yeah, you guys are making that too easy. You handed these to them." Instead of them earning them, instead yeah. of instead of making them earn it, and that's a really really big reason for me why I come out of this. Why after having slept on it for a grand total of like three hours, <laughs> uh, that that I feel way better about the game today than you did having last rewatched night. it yeah. and gone through it all again. Because th that's a good team. Uh, that's a good Kings team. I thought played pr a pretty good game. The Ab special talent just shown through. It, yeah. it just like. That is the cream rises, right? And and Always. that was where I, I wrote it in my, my piece last night. Colorado's best players are just the, the three of them. McCarr, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Gives them the single greatest talent advantage walking into any game against any opponent in the entire NHL. Agree. Those three guys put them at the front of the line, walking into a game. Yep. Uh, the two guys in Edmonton are great. They do not have a third horseman. Yep. There's a big difference. Does not exist. There's just isn't. Zach, Zach Hyman, RNHL's guy, whatever. They also had goaltenders that gave up eight goals last night. Yeah, obviously that was a <laughs> tough night for the goalies. I, I thought that it was very funny. They both finished with a 756. Same. 
And it was just like, nah, this is very Edmonton. Yep. Um, but like those three guys, the single greatest talent advantage in the NHL, walking into any oh. one, one game, those three guys put the abs in, in favorite territory of, against every team. Now, when you go from, when you go beyond those three, we'll see. The abs are pretty damn good though. And Devon Taves, pretty special guy in his own right. Alexander Georgiev, it's only the one game to start Looks this year. Pretty darn but good. Pretty if he's good. gonna if he's gonna look like that more on more nights than not, dude. Oh my goodness. Tough team to beat. Tough team to beat. My goodness. Uh on that note, if you want to watch some fun abs hockey, we do have a bunch of takeovers of Ball Arena coming this season. One of the many perks of becoming a DNVR diehard is you get first crack at things like takeover tickets. Uh, also, we do tons of other events. Uh, you can come down here at the bar for Avs games. At least for the start of the season, we're doing uh, shots for every goal. So Yay. you got to get down here. You got to have a good time. Uh, look, that San Jose game on Saturday night. First of all, it's Saturday. And uh, the Avs might score a lot of goals in that game. So I hope so. It's a great time to get down here. If you become a diehard, of course, you get access to all our content on the site, but you also get 15% off at the bar. You get 15% off our merch. You get a bunch of other discounts and rewards, too, including a free shirt with your membership. So tons of perks, tons of content coming your way. We were just talking about it. AJ's working on film rooms. I've got some videos planned. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff coming we, your we way. We had so. three pieces of content that came out within, it, it, what, 30 <laughs> minutes of each other yeah, last night at, at like three, 3 in the, in the morning? morning. <laughs> Lots of stuff. I know Eric's got some stuff planned too. It's gonna be it's gonna be an avalanche of content, as it were. So it's a great time to become a diehard. It's a great pun, but it also always applies. It does. We we put in the work, yo. Uh, go check it out. Sign up to be a diehard today over at the dnvr.com. And you know it helps. <coughs> Excuse me. No smelling salts this time. It helps support us. I just can't. I can't ask for support without choking up. Damn, uh, we already talking about the trade deadline after one no, game. Oh, God. You guys are amped. You're ready. You're ready for the season. We're also brought to you by Bacchus and Shanker. If someone was thinking about the deadline on your way into work and <laughs> crashed into you instead of paying attention while driving, call 222-2222 today. Bacchus and Shanker, they've done this for over 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They're very, very, very good at what they do. You can go to coloradolaw.net or call the two number to get a free consultation from them. And if they think you have a case, you pay nothing up front. They will take it on for free initially. You do not pay them until you win your case. So they only get paid if you get paid. That's how it works. And they will get you paid. So hit them up. Two number, coloradolaw.net. Get what you deserve with Bacchus and Shanker. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Eric, is it hard to find a rhythm when you start a season like this with Colorado where it's two days off, then a game, then another two days off, then a game, then, a, then one day off, then two days off? Then it, it feels like it's hard to get into that. It doesn't feel like you're really in the swing of the season. No, you're right. If you look at it on paper, it is not. In a rhythm, you know, yep. but if you're a coach, I can tell you Bednar probably loves it because <laughs> training uh, training camp is different. There's so many guys here. There's so many yeah. extra bodies. You don't really get to have your group together and get some, some good practice time. They want to get off to a good start. I mean, they all know that. Every team will tell you that. Every team wants to. Get, but obviously, the Avalanche want to get to. They want to make this a special season. You can feel it. You felt it in the area. So you feel it from the McKinnons of the world. Same with the coaching staff. They want to be all business and with this road trip, it's perfect. It's perfect because they got the whole attention of the group. They got everybody's attention. And and when you're on the road like this, you can have some plans of some practices here coming up and, you know, touch up a little bit on last night, then, oh, prepare for the next one. And then after the next one, you still have another two days to, to touch up on a couple things, whether it's your neutral zone forecheck, whether it's your forecheck, whether it's your special teams. It's a perfect way to do it. And yes, as fans, like we're all anxious and you're like, oh man, you know, we want another. That was so fun last night, right? You want an extra game like that tonight. Instead, we're going to watch football. I'm just kidding. No, no I'm kidding. No, but you know what I mean. Like, well, well, let me ask you this. When you have those extra days, yeah. how much more preparation is done against the team you're playing next specifically? 
I, I would say nothing against the San Jose Sharks, but you're bang on. It's a, it's a great question because it's you want to work. You want to make sure you're you're rolling on all cylinders on your on your special teams. You want to make sure that all the new guys are rolling in on on you know on the neutral zone aspects of the game and you want to make sure that everybody's got any questions it's a perfect time because when practice is over you're not rushing you're not you know when you're home you're you know you got a life you got stuff to do you you got pick up the kids at school you got it is what it is but on the road there's nothing to do nothing wrong with sitting down with the coaches and you know whether it's PK and you know Prater deals with the PK, right? So all right, let's let's have a let's have a little chat right here. Let's order some food and let's have a chat. And or even when we get back to the hotel, so it's a different atmosphere. But I like the way that you know you go on the road and you got three and four. Like there's nothing that what I'm talking about makes sense because yeah, you don't have time. You're just busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's just it's a great combo for them to to get times together to get time to work on different things not necessarily on the next opponent or sure. the seattle kraken or you know but on on things that they really want to crack down and make sure they master yep. you know all aspects of the game so more of a general fix the things that are broken focus that a hey this opponent does this thing yeah they still get that on morning skate no, right? Right. yeah I, exactly I they get that yeah they get that that breakdown and but <laughs> I, I think when you did the avalanche it's so like let, let let the teams, not because you said that, but I'm saying let the teams worry about us. Let's not, not worry for, about them, right? Yeah. You know the I mean? ads are yeah. more often Man. than not the team that decides how are the game's going to go. Are they fun to watch? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. let them worry about us. But let, let's let's know what they're doing, obviously. Let's know their tendencies. Let's, and those guys nowadays are so well prepared. Those coaches do an unbelievable job. Uh, Brett in the video room and, and the, the pre-scouts are I mean, you got everything at your fingertips now, I and mean, they got everything. There's nothing you can go in there saying, "Well, I did not know." You know what I mean? Like from shootout moves to to special teams to everything. So, so the guys are well dialed. But again, on the flip side of things, wow, it's a nightmare for coaches to get ready for. Yeah, McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr. They're not like having a fun time. Yeah, I mean that. Long. Yeah, you think David Quinn is looking forward to prepping for this game? No, I. <laughs> Like he might like if you're David Quinn, how much like work do you put into it? Uh, <laughs> Obviously, like you you prep for the game, but you're like, I know I what you're saying. Yeah, I don't I have the guys to stop yeah, Nathan yeah. McKinnon. At a I'm gonna point. You're like, well, McKinnon might just beat us. Like I'm yeah. gonna put out the guys that I can to try and help it, but like I'm not gonna lose a whole lot of sleep over this because this is like you're just so badly outgunned at that point that and and it's an NHL game. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen, but yeah, it, it, of course, it, it oh is. Oh my uh, god, you got to respect your opponent, right? It's uh, the of NHL, course. yeah. And the abs will, but sometimes you saying, bounces, if, if you're the, go like your the way, head you know? coach approach will be different. I think, oh, because I think Jared Bednar will be like, "This is what we're hunting, yeah. and yeah. we're gonna." David Quinn's this. like, "What does any of this matter?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like people this is gonna say, be a problem. I'm hunting, not getting blown out in this. Or, game. Or, or, or teams that are saying we're gonna stop McDavid, like. You're not going to stop McDavid. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what? He's going to blow by everyone because yeah. he is so fast. And he's going to get his chances. You just got to hope that it hits the post, it goes wide, or your goalie makes saves because he's going to get his chances. Yep. That's just the way it is. Yep. You can only stop him so much. No, oh, I saw both of our phones just yeah, did the exact yeah, same we thing. Gotta, we got a meeting. Anyway, as we are kind of winding down this show, when you look at the Avs start to the season, is it important for them to to really go 3 and 0 even on this road trip? Do they really need no. to start that hot or is it if they lose one of these is it fine? Uh, I mean they win the division on the last day of the season, yeah. you know, and and like pick which one of the points that you think mattered that they might have snuck uh, out. Of course, into a every game point or whatever. matters, but yeah. but but like like is it like the end of the world if they go one and two on this road trip? No, Doesn't feel good. But, but just given how it started, we always talk about hey, you take this one day at a time. You try and build a successful road trip. Yep, they're at, they're at one and zero here. They've got a very very good chance to go two and zero on it. Yep. In San Jose on Saturday night, and if you walk out of this road trip at two and one, it doesn't matter which two, you, it was a yeah. success. Agree. And it, at one and two, it would be a failure. At one one and one, it would be complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I I don't think it's like vital, but uh, boy, they've put themselves in position to have a pretty good road trip here. And, and I'll talk like a coach, like. 
All they care about is the tendencies, the habits. And it's don't worry about the, the outcome, worry about the process, which is true because in the NHL, we all know that you can play an outstanding game and one day lose one nothing. I mean, I think it's how you play. Yeah. It's all situational. And I think if they go and they get those those habits early in the season right, especially with the new guys, you know, this is what we expect. You know, there's a couple shifts yesterday. You know, I'll use Jonathan, Shakespeare. You know, I thought he was he meshed well with Nathan, but there's a couple chances in his own end where he, you know, he lacked a couple things and maybe he was a little sloppy. And yeah, they'll look at that shift. Say, hey, this we here, this is what we fix. We're not worried about the other side because you're very creative and you're very Shakespeare-like, like you say. But you know, I think that's that's why it's important to to put the the stakes on the ground the right way at the start of the year. You know what I mean? And I and I think that that's what the, that's what championships teams are looking for and we're using san jose because it is the shark saturday yeah and we're and we're not saying it's a gimme that's not what we're saying but it's a different way uh, of, of attacking a season than the avalanche right it's it, these guys are well okay well let's let's you know let's make sure that we show people that we have you know that they respect us where the yeah. abs are we don't win the cup it's 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 a bad year yeah totally different mindset well, right and and you look at for a season starting road trip, this is about as easy as it gets, right? Two days off between games. Yeah. Going from LA to San Jose is not a I believe big they're still in LA time, right, right now. Like I think that I they're mean, that, spending that the plane day. is a thirty minute plane ride to San Jose. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an easy like, one. yeah. Get a little seafood in you, yeah. little restaurants, you know, get even, together. Even awesome. the plane up to Seattle after is not that bad no. of a flight. You're already yeah. in the western time zone. An easy one. Yeah. yeah, you spend a week in the Pacific time zone is nice. Right. It's weird they don't play Anaheim though. It's usually like LA Anaheim and in a back to back no less. Yeah, usually, yeah. Yep. Right? They usually do hit both teams. It is it is weird city. that they they're not doing this and, traditional and, and, SoCal and, and, swing. When they go in the east too and uh coming up here, they they do the island, they don't do, you know, the old tour of yeah. Jersey, Rangers, yep. it's you know. Just, they go to Carolina, they go, right? Something yeah. like that. Like it's like Carolina, the Islanders, and then yeah. I think the Sabres. Yeah. Were, something like that, yeah. A little weird, like but hopping no. around. Yeah, it's odd. Certainly, those uh, those West Coast trips are easier than the East Coast trips. That's for yeah. sure. So, you know, we'll see how uh, the rest of the trip plays out, yeah. and then they get to come home for Chicago, which is one I'm sure they have circled on their calendars for a for a show to put on at home. But Eustace on it in Saturday. I know you guys want it. Uh, I I'm down with it. It's, I, I would. It's it's the game that makes the most sense for him to play, right? Mm-hmm. I would not because you're you're taking it easy because it's San Jose. I would because you haven't played a real NHL game in months. You know, forget about the preseason games, and he doesn't have that much experience. And mm-hmm. then for me, he plays well. Doesn't matter. He plays bad. Doesn't matter. He, he, you get in there. You want to do well, obviously. But then maybe the rest of the road trip, he goes down to the Eagles, and you know because now they have Prospetov, and you know, and then he goes and gets some action down there. I mean, I, I do. I, I like Eustace. I, I think he's, you know, I think he's going to show people that he can be a valid, well, uh, you know, a, not a valid, can, but a, a nice commodity. bring that schedule back up? Because if you're not going to play Eustace against San Jose, like, when are you going to play him? Is kind of my point. Yeah. And like, you could, we, the Avalanche could uh, get to the same basic result here. You play Georgiev on Saturday, on and in, then you immediately send him down. Yeah. He goes and plays for the Eagles, sure. and then when he comes back up. But, like, you well, have, like, these are the games yeah, that you play and, backups and in. If, if you're not going to play him against San Jose, look at the schedule. There are no back-to-backs for the first month of the season, and yeah. most days they have two days off in between games. Yeah. Which, on one hand, yeah, Georgiev will be pretty fresh every single night. On the other hand, you guys were talking about it before the show. If you play Georgiev every night, you get to November fifteenth, and your backup has not played in a month. That's and and this is where this is where it's like, hey, he's down playing with the Eagles, and then he sure. comes back up. But if at any point, at any point, you need Prozvatov, he hasn't played any games, yep. man. Like it's yeah. So it's I don't know. It's kind of a they're, they they put themselves in kind of a weird position with these goalies right now, yep. but. Again, the Bedner's very non-committal answer. Maybe it was all planned. I mean, it's a master. There's got to be a master plan. Right? Yeah, but you know? he was yeah. very non-committal about this is the roster we're coming home it is. from the road trip with. Yeah. Like, sure, would like to add a defenseman to so, this roster. Uh, we've been talking about it. We've talked about it a couple times. I know you guys will talk about it with Megan tomorrow. Uh, Anandin probably plays Saturday. Or but what? 
Onanen probably goes down to yeah. the Eagles after Saturday's Saturday. game. I don't want to say he probably plays Saturday. Why was he on the roster if he wasn't going to play? It, kinda... Exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, so Onanen, Onanen goes back down. You do call up Caleb Jones at that point. You have your seventh defenseman. You start getting him into some practices. You start getting him acclimated. And then you start having that time. And you say, Let's, <laughs> you know, we kind of want to get him into a game here. Yep. So, you know. I think that's probably like the smart approach. Whether he on and actually plays Saturday night, I would do it. But like, you sure feel good about your chances to win if Georgiev is in net. Yep. <laughs> Maybe feel pretty good anyway, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we do have to wrap this one up. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Maybe have a Broncos country to quell the sadness of the football game tonight. I don't know. Give that a go with Breckenridge Brewery. You can find a flavor for you. They have dozens of flavors. You can find them at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. And then go check out FOCO to get your sports apparel and merch. They have tons of bobbleheads, tons of other cool stuff like pins or Crocs or other materials that you can wear on your body. Uh, when you use code DNVR over at FOCO, you get 10% off your order, whatever it might be. They need to make a Bednar bobblehead. That's where I'm at with it. Give me a Bedsy bobblehead. Uh, or you can, you know, take bobbleheads and do put curses on people or something. I don't know. Perform magic. Use them as voodoo dolls. Do whatever you want. Foco.com. Use the DNVR code to get that 10% off. Uh, and then we have one super chat here from Cheyenne who says, rarely get to catch you guys live, but I get to today. I'm excited for what the guys will be able to do this season. Sending love from Montana. Hell yeah. love from us. Let's go. Love it. The Avs, uh, Avs region is pretty big all the way up there to Montana. Yeah. But you chose the right team in the Avs and not that Minnesota team to your east. So good job. Proud of you. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to add before we go get out of here? No? no? I don't think so. All right. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us today. Give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube if you feel like it. That does help us out a lot. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, another 2 p.m. pod, so tune into that. I'm sure we'll we'll be talking more about uh, this upcoming Sharks game as well as, uh, you know, maybe a top five list of something Avalanche related. We'll see. Uh, but we appreciate you, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all silly like the mayor. 